With that, I invite you to stand as you are able as we come to God's Word. We are diving into one of the four accounts of Jesus' life. It's one of those gospel stories. There's four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And this is in the beginning of of, um, Luke's gospel as he tells us about the story of Jesus. And this is the birth of Jesus. So it's one that maybe you've heard many times. Maybe today you're hearing it for the first time. Let's hear what the gift is that, that Jesus has for us. In those days, 2,000 years ago, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of King David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So on this holiday season, I have a huge question for you. Have any of you seen the rise of Skywalker yet? Have you? That's the essential question. Some of you are nodding. Some of you aren't. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I weep for you. And for those of you who saw it and didn't like it, You're wrong, because it was amazing. And it reminds me of something that someone sent me today a long time ago in a Galilee, far, far away. Huh? That's a church joke. It happened in Galilee. That's the joke. Because we know this story is really what? This story long, long time ago was about the child. Baby Yoda. Man, I mean. Okay, we know it's not about Baby Yoda, as cute as he is, right? We know it's about... This, is, this story, a long, long time ago, in a Galilee far, far away, was about one child. 
child that changed the world. Now, for me, I, I remember as I was growing up, and I grew up in a little town in Wisconsin called Fairwater. Not good water, no. Not bad water, Fairwater. Yes, awesome little town of 300 people. It's between Alto and Marquesan. You have no idea where any of those are. They're tiny little bergs. And we lived next door to our Lutheran church. So can you guess that the Dornfelds, we didn't miss a lot. And if I tried to say, oh, it's too far, Mom was like, you can walk. Literally, it's right there. And so we'd go, and on Christmas Day, it'd be all decorated. It'd be, we'd be all ready. We'd be dressed up. See, on, uh, on Christmas Eve, most of our little church, they would, they would go to worship then. But we went with our grandparents. And honestly, I, I treasure those times. All of my grandparents are now gone. But I think of those times of singing hymns, hymns like we're going to sing led by our band, um, to hear the story and to worship him. But then we'd get up, we'd open presents on Christmas morning, and then we'd go to our worship service. And honestly, with most people going on Christmas Eve, when we'd go on Christmas Day, there were crickets there. There was, you know, there was just the Dornfelds and a few others and our pastor. But this one day, you can see the, the, um, the trees on each side. One Christmas morning, I, I can remember this, um, he had the children's message like we had. And Pastor Grender, because you didn't call him Pastor Al, no way. You called him by his last name, Pastor Grender. I still, when I saw him as a pastor myself, he's like, hey, Dan. And I'm like, hey, Pastor Grender. I, I couldn't call him anything else, you know, too formal. Um, but he called kids up for the time for children, and there were a lot less than what came up just now in this service. There was me, my brother, and my sister. <laughs> that, that was it. And we came up, and he said, hey, hey, Dornfelds. I'm so thankful to have you here. Merry Christmas. We said Merry Christmas. And he said, come by the tree. you got to look at this. And he came to the tree, and guess what was underneath there? Presents. And guess what? I don't know how he did it, because I was like 10. It had our names on the gifts. I was amazed, right? Like, so he said, grab, grab the gift with your name. We have one special for you. And I was like, what? And he said, so, so Dan Stewart Kristen opened the gift on the count of three, okay? I want you to open it up and then see what's inside. And we're like, I can't believe it. I thought I had all the gifts I was going to get. I'm like, one for this. And uh, he said, one, two, three. And we opened the gift and here's what was inside it. <laughs> he said, did you give it back? I'm just kidding. I had to heckle all of you Viking fans. Okay, that's not what was inside. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm a Packer fan. For those of you still healing from last night, God still loves you. You're still cool. I'm still cool. If you're leaving, I get it. I get why now. No, we looked, we opened the gift, and this is what was inside. Nothing. That 10-year-old Danny looked up at my pastor like, I can't believe you. How could you do this to me? And I'll never forget this. He said, guys, the world will give you presents and all of them are empty. There's nothing to them compared to what the gift is that we're really celebrating. And his name is Jesus. At 10 years old, this shocked me because, of course, there should be something just for me, right? 
and it made me think, God has a promise, right? This is what he, he had, they had heard for generations, for generation after generation, for hundreds and hundreds of years, prophets had said that a promise was coming, a gift was coming, and it wasn't just any present, no, not just anything wrapped under the tree. No, he said it was going to be the Savior, the Messiah. And he came to people that felt like their lives were in shambles, like promises had come for them and gone. Promises had been broken for them. People like the shepherds. You know, the shepherds are people that are living in their fields. You know why they're living in their fields? Because they stink like sheep. Because when you work with sheep, you don't, they didn't have deodorant. Did you know this? And they didn't shower very well. And so people like in Bethlehem were like, you can stay out in the fields. And the kind of people who worked on the sheep, they, they were so thankful for them, but they said they're better off over there unseen. These are the people that, boy, they wish life had been different. They wish Promises that had maybe been made to them had followed through. And maybe they, they wondered, did God actually care about them? And then it makes me think, how about you and me today? I don't know if you've gotten just the right present or, or are waiting to give it today to someone you love. But no matter what they are, no matter what, the best toy, the best, if you have a bow with a Lexus out there, good for you. Wow. That's going to break down sometime, right? The presents aren't aren't the gift, right? But it makes me think of the, the emptiness that some of us feel. Some of us, as we come up to Christmas, we're, we're told things like, what? Like joy to the world? <laughs> and maybe you're not feeling joy? We're told it's the most wonderful time of the year, and maybe for you it's the opposite? It makes me think, two years ago, just, just a few days ago, was... It was the time that my grandma died. She was my, the last grandparent. She was the person that shined God's grace the most to me and to so many others. She, she, for most of us, was just perfect. She was the kind of lady that literally, she would see people across the street and she would, she would have freshly baked cookies because that's what you do, and she would run out to give these people cookies. Why not, right? She was amazing. And she died right before Christmas two years ago. And this time, especially each Christmas now, I feel a little emptier. The times that I used to sing and be at, you know, my family's church and, and my grandparents' church and be with them, it, I'll never have that again, this side of heaven. I wonder for some of you, that's the same way. It also reminds me of the promises. We, we try, right? We're, we're regular people. We're ordinary, you and me, right? Trying our best. But we fail, we mess up. And none of that's been more evident for me than a couple years ago. My little seven-year-old girl, my little five-year-old boy, and my wife and I had been trying with our marriage and we'd been separated. And got, we, we got to the point that we were all together again and we promised them we would never, ever end it. But she decided that that was... That wasn't to be. So we sat down, my little five-year-old and seven-year-old, and we told them, we're sorry, but we're, we're getting a divorce. It's right around this time of year. My little seven-year-old, she looked up at us, and with all her strength, she said, but you promised! You promised! 
And she, we couldn't console her. She just kept saying that over and over again. And it, it, during this time of the year, it stirs it up for me. I'll, I'll never be able to get past that moment of failing, failing my little girl. I don't know about you, but life, life is not always perfect, right? And life is full of promises, even for the best of us, that are, that are broken. And in times like this, sometimes, I don't know about for, for you, but for a few of us, we come up to a special time like Christmas, and I think there's the biggest question of all. God, you promised. You promised. God, but you promised. You promised you'd be with me, and where are you right now? You promised, you promised that, that, that you'd bless me. And maybe for some of you, maybe you feel like, like my little girl. Maybe you feel like those shepherds, like, is God, where's God in this? Does God break his promises? Is the promises that God gives, are they just like that gift that my crazy pastor gave me years ago? Just empty? Nothing there? And then he points to the good message, oh, and the best present is Jesus. And 10-year-old Danny was like, nice try. I wanted a G.I. Joe. That's what I wanted. Come on. I wanted a Batman. And you're giving me an empty box and saying, but the best present is Jesus. Thank you. But you promised. I don't know what's going on in your life today. I hope and pray that you're with people you love. I hope and pray, and I think this is God's prayer too, that, that we are able to celebrate truly the blessings that he's given us. But for some of us, it may feel a little emptier this year. So now what? I think it comes down to some shepherds that they feel like, you know what, life has not gone the way they hoped. Others aren't welcoming them. They're wondering what's next and they're living in the fields and the only place that they can be. And who shows up for them? Of all things, God shows up through angels and he says, to you this day, I have made my promise and it's coming true. A Savior's here for you and for the world but for you. What if that's what God's saying to you and me today? We'll share presence. We'll sing songs. We'll try to live our lives even today. But what if it's all, what if it's all about what God's promise really is? And I think it has everything to do with an empty box. Because if you think about it, Jesus, he was born 2,000 years ago. But did you know this baby? Did you know he grew up? <laughs> yeah, he grew up. And in a three-year time, he preached about the kingdom of heaven. And he, he shocked people, people that thought God's promises and other promises, they were too broken for them. And he, he especially loved those people. And then he did miracles, things that people couldn't understand, but, but they happened. And, and then he did something wild, the craziest thing. He, he died on a cross. But here's, here's what the best present is. The best present was that third day after, and it was empty. It was an empty tomb. And because of that empty tomb, we know as followers of Jesus, even through our doubts, even through the times that we fail God and others fail us, in the middle of those broken promises, that empty tomb means that God's promise comes true. And so we, today, we're able to realize that God 
God overcomes all of the broken promises in our lives. That's what he wants for you today. 2,000 years later to know he came and he's coming again. Merry Christmas. Amen. Let's pray, can we? God, thank you so much. Thank you for that empty tomb. Thank you for the ways that Jesus came into this world in such shocking ways years and years ago. Thank you for the amazing, shocking ways that he promises to come to us, even here. So God, for those of us that are feeling a little emptier today, that are feeling maybe like my little girl, but you promised. Help us to realize you always come through with your promise, and your promise is this, that you're with us, that you sent Jesus for us, that you love us unconditionally, and that you're going to gather us to a place called heaven forever. Thank you for your love. Thank you for that amazing promise and the reality of it. And all God's people said, Amen.